0: Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Adam Pawson, and today I'll be talking to you about choosing the right blood collection tubes. Maybe you're studying blood cells using hematology microscopy, or maybe you're after genetic material or circulating biomarkers. Whether you're performing blood cultures or isolating normal blood cells, you may find yourself needing human blood samples. For many scientists, getting blood specimens can be intimidating. So I'm going to explain the different blood collection tube types, including plasma tubes, serum tubes and anticoagulant tubes and their key differences. Whether you're collecting your samples in-house or through a clinic, hospital or pathology centre, you'll need to have a good idea of what kind of blood tubes suit your purposes. The first thing to check is your protocol. For example, some ELISAs will specify the types of sample you can and can't use with certain tubes. Thinking about specimen requirements before you get started can save you a lot of headaches later. But what if your protocol doesn't specify, or you're adapting a method from another system, or you want to make sure you're storing the best type of sample for future, not yet defined, analyses? Hopefully, I can help you find your way around all those different colored tubes. A quick note about the tube cap colors before we begin. The color coding system is pretty consistent but I can't promise the colours are the same in every company producing blood collection tubes, so always check first. We begin with serum versus plasma tubes. The first thing to figure out is whether you want to collect serum or plasma. That depends on whether or not you need to stop the blood from clotting. Don't confuse serum with plasma. While they are both the liquid cell-free part of the blood you obtain by centrifugation, they are critically different. Serum is the product of blood that has been allowed to clot. Plasma is the product of blood that has been prevented from clotting with an anticoagulant. Therefore, you need to use a serum collection tube or a plasma collection tube, respectively. Serum tubes. Blood serum is a great and stable way of measuring bloods, proteins, lipids, hormones, electrolytes, etc. Many of these markers can be stored for days in the fridge or frozen down and measured in batches later. There are two main types of serum collection tubes that differ in how they activate blood clotting using different clot activators. Silica based tubes. These tubes have silica nanoparticles which activate clotting by activating coagulation factor 7. Some also have a gel to separate the serum. If you're looking for a protein that isn't involved in coagulation, these tubes are probably for you. Those without a separating gel are usually used for more sensitive diagnostic testing. Note that their colour usually depends on their brand. Becton Dickinson tubes are commonly gold but also red, while Griner Bio 1 tubes are red. Compared to thrombin-based tubes, it takes longer for blood to clot in silica-based tubes. Expect a clotting time of approximately 30 minutes. Thrombin-based tubes. These tubes are usually orange. These tubes use thrombin to activate blood clotting. They are mainly used clinically for tests that are needed especially quickly. However. Some serum components are a little less stable in these tubes. The clotting time here is approximately 5 minutes. Anticoagulant tubes. This is the category to consider if you need cells or plasma, in other words, a cell-free liquid that still contains coagulation factors. EDTA tubes. These are coloured lavender or purple. EDTA prevents clotting by collating calcium, an essential component of coagulation. Depending on what you're doing, EDTA in blood collection tubes could be a disaster. EDTA blood collection tubes are your basic haematology tubes, by which I mean identifying and counting blood cells, blood typing, etc. Plasma stored from EDTA treated blood can also be used to measure proteins, and genetic material can easily be stored from EDTA buffy coats, in other words the interface between the red cells and the plasma after centrifugation containing white cells and platelets. Note that these tubes contain either K2-EDTA or dipotassium, or K3-EDTA or tripotassium. Be aware that K3-EDTA is more hyperosmolar due to the extra potassium ion, meaning it will concentrate blood samples more than K2-EDTA via the hyperosmolar effect. Sodium citrate tubes. These are colored light blue. These are used for coagulation and platelet function tests. Like EDTA, citrate removes calcium from the blood by collating it. Unlike EDTA, it's reversible, so calcium can be added back to study coagulation under controlled conditions. Citrated plasma is also used to measure coagulation relevant factors. It's worth noting that a citrate tube should not be the first type of tube filled after venipuncture. The first few mils of blood drawn will be a bit activated. If you only need samples collected in citrate blood collection tubes for your project, you should collect a discard tube first. Also note that the different citrate concentrations are available from different companies, so check this before you buy them. CTAD tubes, these are also light blue. CTAD stands for citrate, theophylline, adenosine and diapyrmidol. These aren't common, but they are worth knowing about. They prevent ex vivo activation of your platelets, making them useful for some more sensitive platelet function and coagulation studies. Note that CTAD is light sensitive, so store these tubes in the dark. Heparin tubes. These tubes are green. These tubes contain either lithium heparin or sodium heparin. They are similar to serum clot activator tubes, but suitable for tests in plasma rather than serum. Like serum, heparin tubes for blood collection may also have a separating gel. Heparin acts by inhibiting thrombin formation. If your end game is PCR, you should be aware that heparinized plasma samples may not be suitable as heparin inhibits reverse transcription and PCR amplification, meaning it can severely interfere with PCR reactions. However, whichever anticoagulant you choose, you may need to allow for it in your reaction mix. You can overcome heparin inhibition by treating your PCR mix with heparinase. Adding a crowding agent such as bovine serum albumin or diluting your PCR mix may also work. Sodium fluoride tubes. These tubes are grey. Sodium fluoride is an anti glycolytic agent. In other words, it prevents glucose metabolism. So these tubes are used for glucose and lactate testing. They also contain an anticoagulant. Acid citrate dextrose or ACD tubes. These tubes are yellow. They are not common, but they are used for blood and tissue typing and DNA analysis. Finally, sodium polyanthanol sulfonate or SPS tubes. These are also yellow. SPS stabilises bacterial growth, so they are useful for microbiology reactions. SPS stabilises bacterial growth, so these tubes are useful for microbiology applications. For more specific purposes, there are additional types of blood collection tubes out there, but hopefully this has given you a handle on where to start. Remember to consider whether you want plasma or serum and pick your tube accordingly. For more specific purposes, there are additional types of blood collection tubes out there, but hopefully this is giving you a handle on where to start. So that's it for choosing the right blood collection tubes. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bench side. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than listen in the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format with webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With listening, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.